0: Hi, I'm Simone Heng and you're tuned into Soul Rich Woman's show by Janisha Alora.
1: A strong and independent woman is something to behold. She pays her own bills, buys her own things, and she doesn't let a man affect her stability or self-confidence. She is a soul rich woman. Are you ready to be rich doing what you love? Be on purpose and in control of your life again? At For Women Who Love the F-Word Podcast, we will be openly talking about getting more clients online, getting recognition as the leader and female entrepreneur, and also the F-Word, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. It's time to own and love the F-Word. Welcome to the show.
0: much my love. I love that one of your F's is about financial independence. That's why I said yes to this podcast. Because there's not enough people talking about financial independence for women. It's like one of fifty percent of every conversation I have with my girlfriends is about this.
1: <laughs> but, okay. well share share a little bit more about like um, what what you're what you're doing. I mean you, you left the radio and then you decided to do this. Do you know what you wanted? I mean even before you left
0: you know it's funny I think I wanted to be a speaker from a, a very young age, but I always was like, that's your post entertainment uh, career job. Like, I always knew after entertainment, this is what I would do next. Um, but then what I didn't realize was how fast the time was going, and that I was probably getting closer to the, the end of my entertainment career because the medium I was working in radio was becoming less and less relevant. And there's no way if you don't pick up a, you know, read a blog or listen to a podcast that you don't realize this huge disruptive shift that's happening in um, old media. And I couldn't ignore it anymore. And I was like, I want to be part of the new wave. So, yes, I think I did always kind of know it was about the timing. Mm.
1: Yeah. And you knew it in your heart. But was it because of some books you read, some movies you watched, or because of the experiences, because you've traveled, you've worked overseas, like Dubai and other countries? Was it because of all those accumulated experience?
0: Um, I think... I I was definitely exposed to thought leaders all throughout my life. I think I chose to ignore some of the really good advice from thought leaders then, just being young and a bit um, vacuous. I I, I don't know if it's about that. I was just always aware that that industry existed, but I didn't know much information about the industry. And that took a lot of work, because you have to learn an industry before you just jump into it. And one big piece of advice, if you're currently doing a full-time hustle and you're thinking about leaving for a side hustle... A speaker that you know, actually, Eric Feng, told me this. This is the best advice ever. Eric said to me, Simone, do not leave um, your full-time hustle for your part-time hustle until your, full-time, um, your part-time hustle is earning more than your full-time job. And that was life-changing because it allowed me to have financial freedom and not be stressed when I went into the new company. That was great. Go, Eric.
1: <laughs> so uh, in the last five months as you're building your business, I mean, now that you are doing this what are some of the challenges you face when starting your own hustle
0: i think firstly because of the line of work that i've gone in to my first issue is that i'm a minority female speaker and i look quite young for my age so most thought leaders historically in apac have been um white male middle-aged and so I struggled at the beginning with this idea of being taken seriously but the really wonderful thing is for anyone who does want to become a speaker and you're female is that um, I actually found that there are a lot of Singaporean event organizers, conference organizers who are female who want to see another Asian female on a stage and that's the sisterhood. So they've actually really helped me get paid speaking gigs in the last five months because they also want to see a change too which is fantastic.
1: By you saying that, I mean, I can see that you specialize in public speaking a lot and you inspire a lot of girls and women in their confidence to desire to want to speak better or to change their life. So what are some of the top strategies to help a girl or who's thinking they want to get kickstart on public speaking? What should they be doing?
0: Okay, so I think firstly, especially if you're working a full-time job and you want to be a better speaker, you're so blessed. In the year 2019, you can order a whole range of incredible public speaking books online. And I literally did this for two years on the side of my radio because I wanted to learn um, to be the best speaker I could be. So I read maybe the top 20 best-selling public speaking books on the side of my job because I worked on the night show and I couldn't attend courses. I already knew how to speak as an MC, but it's very different to delivering presentations and speeches. There's a format, there's storytelling skills that you have to imbue into your speech. So all of those things are available to you anytime. You just get on Amazon, you can buy them or download them onto your Kindle. Um, And then the great thing is as well on YouTube, there's a lot of content as well. So if you don't have a big budget and you're just starting out and you have an interest, you can do that. Following there, you can employ a public speaking coach. Um, And there are a lot in the market. I'm one of them, too. I do it, but I don't really publicize. I just do it as a side thing to help people. Um, And they can really give you bespoke help. So, for example, I have a client who's a litigator in another Southeast Asian country, and she deals with confidence issues. She walks into the courtroom. She's three times as prepared as her male counterpart. But the judges will just defer attention directly to him just because there's more confidence and energy coming from his side of the table. So I train her on lifting her energy, enforcing her um, authority when she speaks so that she can get that attention. And they're all things that um, I kind of learned also from entertainment, but very, very relevant. If you have specific hurdles in public speaking, a coach could help you there. Um, And what's my third tip? My third tip would be be thirsty for knowledge. So just Start putting that seed or that goal in your head. And it's really interesting. Once you do that, the universe will conspire to find you in positions and places where people can help you. So just have that goal in your mind. Yeah, Yeah, when they say that the student is ready,
1: the master will appear. Yes,
0: that's so true. Really, that is such a good quote. That is so true. And you
1: talk about human connections, right? So, I mean, like in public speaking, it's all about connecting people, you know, and building them relationships. Yes. So, should I advise a little bit of the
0: backstory? I mean, like, why do you choose to go focus on this area? In this topic. Okay. So, firstly, I'm stu- I've only just entered the human connection space. So, please understand, I'm like a student of this. I literally study this. And that means that I don't do it perfectly 100% of the time, but I literally go out and interview people who I believe. Our publics, spe- our uh, human connection superheroes. So people who are, who don't get to predict the connection spaces they're in. People like taxi drivers, teachers at autism schools, my mum's nurses and carers at her um, her nursing home who deal with people with dementia who are in another reality. So these are people that, unlike us in entertainment, Janisha, like we would do a celebrity interview, but it's completely contrived. So the celebrity knows that they're there to market something. You know that you're there to get as much as you can out of the celebrity, but you're not really connecting. So I I became interested in the space for two reasons. Number one, I was working in a workplace where I felt there was a huge lack of connection. And I had worked in radio stations in Dubai and in um, Australia. I'd worked in other markets, and I'd never... I, I really started to see how disconnection in the office space could affect connection with your work and connection on air with your listeners. And then one night I had a girl um, ring into the radio studio for a competition, giving away superhero tickets. And this girl said, if I could have any superhero power, that was the question I said, tell me what superhero power you want, and get tickets to the movie. And she said, I would like to be able to connect better with people one-on-one. And I know it's not a big superpower, but I feel in this day and age, no one's really connecting. And she said this to me, and I was like, I have to research this. Like, what? It's going on. And then with the help of my mentor, we went in search of answers in this space and realized that there weren't as, as many answers as we would like, a lot of questions. But the whole world was in like a disconnection crisis. So I realized this is a really fertile place to start researching, to write the book, to really build that. But I'm, I'm, I must emphasize my humility in this is that I'm still someone who is um, a student of this and constantly looking out for this and seeing how other people do it really well yeah
1: tell us more about the book that you're
0: oh my gosh that's the 2020 goal if you're listening you have to have a goal girls you have to so the 2020 goal is to write the human connection book and it's going to take um, a lot of time i think i'm actually talking with some book writing coaches right now because i really don't know the first thing i know i can write so i did a communications degree and some professional writing units at university, but when you're submitting for, you know, the format for the book and all of that kind of stuff, I'm not really clear. So I've pegged that as my goal for this year um, to write a book featuring the case studies of these incredible people that I've interviewed and the takeaways um, that I get from them. And that will kind of enforce and underpin the keynote speech, which I'm already going and speaking about from my last 18 months, two years of research. But for the book, you're looking at, you know we've got to do like 24 months research in 12 months this next year and and really commit my life to it so yeah it's really scary having to say this on mic because now i've been i'm going to be kept to it hold you accountable oh, you're here. totally <laughs> holding me accountable babe so uh, you've traveled so much you a big schedule
1: how do you manage your routines i mean being oh. so busy
0: I could ask you the same thing, babe. Um, I, I think um, I've got the lovely help of this incredible um, virtual assistant in Manila. And it's a, she's from a fantastic um, social impact startup called Connected Women, where it gives jobs to um, highly educated Filipina women who want to be close to their family so she can work remotely and help me out my stuff. So that helps. Like I can be on the side of a mountain and have an email inquiry come through for a speaking gig and just voice note her from Switzerland and be like, Hey Margie, can you send these people a quote? And she can just do it. So that's a great way to keep the routine so that clients don't feel that I'm not working or not on ground. Um, And I would also say I managed my routine. I handled jet lag extremely well. So I just power through jet lag. I have huge energy reserves. So I just power through and I the minute I reach a country I immediately abide even if I'm really tired to the new country's time pattern yeah Yeah. so I try not to sleep and I just abide by the so I immediately just ignore where I came from don't convert convert just eat at the time of the country that I'm in go bathroom at the time of the country and sleep at the time of the new place that I'm in and that helps me um to keep the routine. The only thing I would love to be better at is exercising while I travel. I don't do that very well. I know some women are amazing. They they do stuff in the hotel room, but um, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'll update you on that one. <laughs> but I can see that you, know, you
1: are growing and you have so much influence as you're building your routines and the book that's coming up, your businesses that's ongoing. How do you you know, continue to work with the power of influence, you know, being the authority and become um, the credible person that you are, that women look up to. How are you, you know, really, really working on that?
0: I can tell you this is something I think about so much because um, firstly, I don't take it lightly. And secondly, um, I think there's a huge change in consciousness now where people who have a platform do not want to just put nothing Mm. into the space. And so Just before you came, I had an hour here working from the Starbucks creating um, my own inspiration quotations and memes. So I will change the whole Instagram in 2020 to be a thought leadership Instagram. It will no longer be my outfits of the day and don't know what I'm doing, you know, with fashion. It's, It's going to be much more targeted. Here's the other thing as well. I can tell you that generating influence is a really lonely space. Like I'm probably... Very different to most women in that I don't have this gene in me that I feel that promos- self-promotion is a dirty word. So I've never had this thing. I, I kind of promote and market like a man. And it's a very lonely place to be in, because culturally, around the world, and even more so in Asia, as Asian women, it is not thought of as attractive or likable for a woman to put herself out there and sell herself. But I'm here to tell you, honey. The changes we've seen post Me Too in the UK, in America, North America as a continent, will filter down eventually to get to Asia. Well, this will no no longer be a stigma. And I'm just here to say that I started this before everyone else. Like, I just don't have that. It's why I'm able to coach clients. I don't have that fear. I think it's the, as much as culturally I'm very Asian, the one really Western thing about me is that I, I don't feel it's dirty to promote. And I know it... It cannot. sometimes it's not likable to everyone. But here's the thing about being a brand, right? People cannot be apathetic about you. So either a large proportion is a big turnoff, they don't like, don't like, it's too much for them, too in their face. Okay, Okay. I'm sorry, I cannot please everyone. You cannot please everyone. The worst thing you can do is water your brand down and be vanilla and have people feel no emotional connection or no reaction to you. Don't care, la. you speak to the people who need you. And that's how I see it. I speak to the women who want to be financially independent, who don't want to be tie-ties, the women who um, are driven by purpose and passion, who are not driven by money. They're the women that I speak to. I speak to the women who say it's okay to want to be a bookworm, but also to wear sexy clothing. That's okay. I speak to those women who go, there are no limits or barriers. I don't have to categorize myself. And we're a little bit behind here in Asia with that. Like we're still culturally there's a categorization i think every one of my asian female coaching clients has a story about being told by an auntie or a mother shh be quiet don't be so loud don't speak out i I mean i grew up like that as well in order to push our entire gender forward we have to let a little bit of that go i'm not saying everyone's going to be as outspoken as me or as public as you um janisha that's not for everyone but in order for us to increase gender equality in Southeast Asia, we have to be a little bit okay with letting that go. Wow. There Sorry, got go. Really fu- I got Let really go. fired up. <laughs> yeah, I can see that, you know, in your eyes. <laughs> uh, I read too much things. I read too much things. <laughs>
1: but I love that. I think it's really very important. Um,
0: so to you, what is a soul-rich woman? You know? Oh, my God, you are. You are a soul-rich woman. Um I'm not a soul-rich woman putting this on the wrong way on the camera. Um a soul rich woman is someone who lives with passion, authenticity, and I think there's a level of bravery associated with that too. Soul Rich Woman just has a little bit less fear than the average woman. Wow. You Make it sound so sexy. <laughs> it, it it is it can be sexy. It can yield sexy results. I don't mean sexy sexy guys, I mean like as in great results for your business to be a bit more brave. But I, I'm here to reiterate to you girls, it's not going to be easy. There are going to be times where people, I I recently had one of my best friends, I found out that I kind of did one of my independent women Instagram posts and I found out this girl who I consider to be one of my best friends was having a real rant about it and that was really hard that broke my heart a little bit so know that being a soul rich woman can also lead to the, the falling to the side of some people who might not share your views and your bravery but that's also okay. As we grow and evolve. I love that. <laughs> how how do clients actually find you? Um, you can go to my website simonehang.com, um, and I'm also all over social media, everywhere. Probably too much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's never too much it's all about being relevant, being searchable, and being current.
0: Absolutely, that is so important. I just want to say, where Janisha said current, you know, this is one thing I learned from social media very early on. Nobody cares what you used to be or what you used to do. Everyone is obsessed with what you're doing right now and what you're about to do. And that's really sad with the world that we live in. I know that is. But if you want to market your small, medium enterprise or your personal brand as a business, you have to relinquish and accept that fact. Yeah.
1: So next year, we have a movement, an initiative to help women to use their voice to market themselves, to Mm -hmm. build their brand. So we actually have this uh, movement called Uh, Asia uh, women podcast Asia okay so we are doing that Um, there are many women who are still hesitant about you know showing themselves can you share some form of encouragement to them?
0: oh gosh yeah you know I have a client from Switzerland Asian female living in Switzerland she's incredible and we literally spend one whole hour of coaching just to get her to post one LinkedIn post And she's incredible. That fear of what people think is so great. And I just want to tell you here, number one, it is like you can expedite the success of your business by putting your face at the front of it, because now people want to identify the human face with things, human connection. So that's a fact that we have to accept. And also you need to accept that not everybody will love and be at peace with with you in general in life it on, or even online so why not just do it anyway? People are gonna say something whether you don't do it or whether you do do it. People always got something to say so if the view of people um, having opinions about you is holding you back forget it, forget it, accept and move on and do it
1: I love the girl power here <laughs> No,
0: no I, this is it was so hard for me Like I had been living behind this veil of different radio stations having created my brand or having control of my brand and i never really showed authentically who i was so i was just like me, like hello kitty like just cute and i don't share my opinions but the thing is it's exactly what i said like being vanilla won't win in the year 2019 because social media and you know digital business has changed so much so you, you cannot cannot compete like that anymore
1: that's why you are different
0: yes you're unique I would like to think so. I think everyone's unique. Everyone's unique, right? <laughs> oh Well, don't be better, be different. That's very important. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Life, is not, life is not a competition. Life is not a race. You just be the best version of you and, and accept that you are unique and different.
1: So in So Rich Women, we want women to own uh, and to have it all, which is a three F word, being fabulous, mm-hmm. having freedom, and financial independence. Yes. What is your favorite F word?
0: financial independence, financial independence, financial independence. (laughs) Nobody talks about this enough. It's why I agreed to do this podcast. Girls, listen to me. I'm telling you. The older you get, so I'm 35 now, the more dinner tables I sit around, the more stories of, um, of, you know, some separations in marriages and things that come up. And one of the biggest regrets those women say after their divorce is that they didn't, you know, put their, you know, if they bought an asset with their husband, that they let him put the name on the lease and they didn't put their name down or that, um, they didn't set stronger financial goals for themselves because when they were married, they kind of went under his wing and let him control everything. I'm telling you, life is long, and life is an incredible roller coaster, and life is rich. And you want to be, um, you want to be the ship that is always buoyed amongst all those waves. And one of the best ways that you can do that and protect and bolster yourself in any storms when the water's choppy is by having your own account with your own money, your own assets. I bought my first property when I was 30 with my money from Dubai. At that time, I don't know any other radio broadcasters that were saving up to buy their own houses. And I set that as a goal and I had that in my head and it's achievable. You can even not be earning that much. It is so achievable. And it just starts by even starting to think about it. So just starting to think about that term financial independence. Just start thinking about how you define that. And slowly, it will reveal itself to you, resources, books, YouTube videos on how you can get started. And of course, So Rich Women, this whole network. But that's definitely my favorite.
1: Which is your favorite recommended books that you like the girl to start on?
0: Oh, okay. For All of Life or Financial Independence? The F word. The F word. Um, the very first book I read at 20 three years of age when I was literally, guys, earning nothing. I didn't even have an employment pass for Singapore. I was, like, at a modeling agency. This is back in the early 2000s when that was possible. Toy, 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 don't tell the government. Um, But I read um, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I learned about the difference between a property being an asset um, or being something that milks your money. And it was a very interesting book because it just started me thinking about financial independence like it was an important step just to start me thinking about it and then it ended up setting the goal for the next 10 years just by getting that in my head and it attracted the resources to do it yeah that was the book
1: so your vision earlier on we were chatting before the interview started you said that you know you want to um, you know speak every single month have one keynote at least every single month (laughs) and then still travel around the world and build an online community as well you know helping girls and women across the globe you know so tell us a little bit more you know i'm not going to share the whole vision piece for you
0: it's okay um, so I have a deadline to set it up. I bought the software to create this online community um, months ago and then was traveling and didn't get to do it. So it's, I've already got the logo. It's going to be called Simone Says Community. And so like Simon Says, Simone Says. I've got two little quotation marks. Very cute. Um, so we already have an Instagram. So you can go to, I don't know why I'm saying we. I already have an Instagram for it at Simone Says Community. Um, and, um, and that's going to be an epic product because... There were just too many DMs from women, the women from the same community that Soul Rich Women Services, that were not getting access to public speaking training, but beyond that, confidence issues and wanting to find their authentic voice. And I asked my other friends who are public speaking coaches, who are European or Western living in Singapore, I said, do you get DMs like this? and they're like no these people write to me like like you know like they know me and I, and i realize it's because they see an asian face with with a transatlantic vernacular that really obviously gives us that human connection and I, I realize that asian women want to be able to tell me in their story you know my boss is bullying me these are not things that happen in Australia, for example, the HR department would swoop in and, you know, these women are having issues that they need another person with an Asian cultural background to help remove the confidence issues, the bullying issues from the public speaking issues. Because if you have no confidence or you've been put down, you then have no confidence to even open your mouth, let alone for me to teach you breathing techniques. It becomes, it's a, you know, it's a whole, you know, we're not even going to get to projection, breathing techniques, energy, nothing, until we tackle when was it that you became afraid to speak up and open your mouth. So I realized that that was the difference and that I was not servicing to be honest, I don't think it's going to be about money or be a big money maker at all because the price point is going to be very, very low for a monthly membership, but it's going to be about allowing these women to get ahead in their jobs. Wow. So we're expecting the community platform to be ready soon? <laughs> I'm aiming for the by the end of January. That's a so, hope. So
1: so looking forward to the courses that's coming up, ah! you know, and Simon exactly. leading in master classes. You know, it's gonna be so fun.
0: I hope so. I hope so. The one of the girls that has done a similar business model to this for Instagram in Australia, every time she hits 50, 150 um, community members, she does a big party. And I would love to see that. Like I I know we've gone digital and like on on-ground events are now like like so passe. But I would love to visibly see some of these women that I get these DMs from. Like I would like to make that human connection in person. So that's the hope, I would love that. By the end of 2012, I could have a big freaking party with all these women, I would love that. So check back with me, Janisha.
1: I will definitely hold you accountable, <laughs> <laughs> Simone. Oh my God. I think there's one place that we are common, that we have that uh, overlap, which is helping women's voices be heard. Yes.
0: I think that's huge. I, I think that women are so reticent to speak their mind. I'm probably the opposite way. Yeah. I should be quiet more often. But, um, you know, your voice matters. Your voice matters. Your opinion matters. Every time you sit in a meeting, I've seen it so many times when I was working, you know, and you don't speak up and you say nothing, you're letting a little piece of you die. And I know because that, that happened to me. I was so scared to even open my mouth or there was a time I had a boss who was bullying another female employee, a female boss bullying another female employee. And now that I've left, I really regret not to speak out and say, hey, that you don't speak to people like they're a dog. That is not okay. So I, I have a lot of, maybe this community is also too, kind of undo some of my regret about that, yeah wow. yeah, it was bad it was bad
1: <laughs> so what is that one thing you'll like the lady who is listening in right now to do, so but by, by the time they
0: meet you next year, they will have that big hairy audacious goal done, well firstly, ask Janisha who does her skin because it's like insanely good <laughs> Um, um, okay, so what is the big thing for you to have that big audacious goal? I want you to think about authentically who you were as a child. Most of the time when we lose our way and our actions are no longer um in sync with our authentic self is because life has maybe hit us with some hard knocks. So go back and think about who you were as a little kid. When you were innocent and you didn't have any auntie telling you to do this or that, or um, any boss telling you to do this or that, who were you as a kid? And I'm, I'm gonna tell you what that little child dreamt of, what that little child wanted. Tap into that energy and sit with yourself in a quiet place and dream big like when you were that child. And I'm, I swear to you, that will reveal to you more about your 2020 goals than if you just sat there in your space right now with your phone going off, with your kids screaming, really remember the the biggest awakening for me was remembering who i was as a kid and manifesting that innocence and that joy when i was goal setting it really works it works
1: <laughs> wow i love that so are you a libra
0: no are you a libra no i'm not i'm a taurus, taurus i'm a taurus
1: yes i'm a gemini are you
0: you're same as my sister <laughs> same as my okay, sister do you, wait, do
1: you like your sister
0: um she's a total girl boss my sister is a partner in a law firm she's incredible like she's if she was talkative you should so have her up she's not she's very private
1: okay so um ladies if you're tuning into this podcast remember that simone can be reached at Simonehain.com. thank you and ask me anything you like i'll write back i answer to everyone i love that So everything will be placed in the show notes. Thank you very much for tuning in today and I look forward to seeing you soon. Take care and bye bye! Bye! Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so honoured that we are connected and I hope that I can continue to serve you as you build your dreams. And if you love this episode, and I hope that you did, rate it 5 stars. Give us that glowing review because it will help more women around the world finding this Soul Rich Woman podcast. Alone you are strong, together we are unstoppable.